modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is the spoiler cast for Marvel's Captain America Civil War. Oh, we finally, we finally made it. This movie has been uh, waiting, waiting in the rafters for us for the longest time, if that analogy makes any sense whatsoever. I, it's don't, been a long I time. don't get it, though. No. It's been a long time since we've had a, a Marvel Studios movie. The last time we did one of these for Marvel Studios was Ant-Man. I feel like that was generations ago, so... This was this was really a, n- a nice breath of fresh air to get kind of that Marvel cinematic quality back into our back into our movie theaters. Um, yes, Deadpool was amazing, uh, but I think I'm talking about maybe another versus movie that we would have gotten a couple weeks before this. <laughs> but uh, I am super excited to talk about this. Um, Typically, between me and you, we kind of reserve all of our talking about this movie until we get in front of a microphone. So it has been well yes. over 48, 72 hours. Thurs- I, we I have not talked about this movie <laughs> since Thursday night, and, and we both went yeah. Thursday night. However, jumping into this, I do know that you had some issues on your screening, and I don't know what they were, and I'm really curious to know what happened. Uh, all right, all right. Let's get into this, because so when we do spoiler casts, we, we do things a little differently, because when we go to these movies, these are events to us. Like, we meticulously plan out our evenings. We make sure we get the tickets as soon as possible. Uh, we, I plan out Chris my metic- attire. Yeah. <laughs> Chris meticulously makes sure he's wearing the right shirt, and we talked about that two weeks ago on the show. So these this is no just small movie going experience for us we don't just waltz on in plop down on a seat and go like oh hey we're about to watch a movie no 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 we get really into this so we like to talk about kind of how the theater experience went for us and i honestly i that put th- that puts things in the context sometimes too when it comes to how we enjoyed the movie so uh we went to our normal theater as we normally do uh which is uh, uh you, you the and theater. your wife right you, yeah no one me else and my wife yeah, yeah, we go to the theater in North Hollywood that has these really nice luxury reclining seats. Uh, and we really like those. It's really, really comfortable. And I was specifically excited for this theater-going experience because I got tickets, like, right away. Like, I was, like, the second person to get tickets in this theater for this showing. So the people we were sitting next to, I knew that they were going to be fans because they bought tickets before I even got to my tickets. So I was looking forward to that. So uh, we get to our theater and we've never really had a problem at this theater before. So I, I, I'm not really too worried about it. Oh, so, that's, that's an ominous it, sentence right there. It's, it's a, it's a bad sign. So, you know, uh, things have been going well for me lately at movie theaters. So my anxiety level was low when it comes to people walking into the theaters. I see lots of people wearing Marvel shirts, a lot of people wearing like deep cut shirts, shirts that they probably owned for years, probably bought at very specific websites, uh, you know. So they're, we're, they're we're, not just uh, they're not just cruising through Target buying the first thing they see, you know. What was so, were these any cosplayers in your in your theater? Um, we I saw some at the theater, but not necessarily our screening. Okay. Uh, so I might not have seen them. So basically, I'm getting excited. People are really into Marvel, and they're here and they're ready to have a good time. So our movie, our movie starts to get going. The trailers start rolling, you know, and I start to analyze the, the murmuring and the talking around us. You know, the the peep, the row behind us, they, they they start getting a little chatty during the trailers. But I go, it's all right. It's the trailers. People are excited. 
you know, I'll, I'll let it pass. But then the movie starts up, and these motherfuckers behind us, like, <laughs> sorry for my language, they they take it upon themselves to try to be funny. There are serious points in this movie where there's some real dialogue that gets laid down, and they try to put funny one-liners and interject things like, oh, your mom, or, or just, I can't even remember them because I was so frustrated and the jokes were so bad. Uh, so <laughs> I was mad on two levels. They were ruining my movie going experience. And also the jokes weren't even funny. It's just like, I've been to movies before where people do interject things in and it's, it is legitimately funny, but you don't do that on opening night for a movie like this. So about a third of the way through the movie, I get fed up enough to where I have to turn around and shush them. So this doesn't seem like very big of a deal to most people, but it's just like with me and my car horn. Like if I honk my horn at you and if you and if you happen to know me in the car, which you probably don't, you're a stranger, if I honk the horn or I shush you in the movie theater, you've done fucked up. Like <laughs> it takes it takes a lot to get me to turn around and shush, and it takes me a lot to honk my car horn. So they, they knew that they were they were in trouble. <laughs> and they kind of did their defiant like shh that dude over there told me the shush but then obviously they realized they were being a dicks and they toned down so it was kind of it was kind of unfortunate you know the first third of the movie was i don't want to say uh equivocally ruined for me but it definitely took me out of the the theater going experience and it was it was just kind of a it was kind of a shame so uh when i got out of the theater uh, me and my wife agreed. We're gonna go see this again. We're gonna go see this on Saturday. We gotta do this. We gotta do this over again. And for my second screening on Saturday morning, we we uh, we didn't have pre uh, pre sale tickets uh, this time in our in our um, in our favor. So we had to sit in the second row from the front of the screen. But I had a better time this time because at least the crowd the crowd was more into it. Like it, I don't understand what's what's going on with people going Thursday night for a showing. I thought people would be a little bit more hyped. But like people in my Saturday morning showing before, I think it was like an 11.30 a.m. showing, were more hyped for this movie. So I don't understand what the hell is going on there. So really, the people you surround yourself with at these movie theaters is a big deal. So, But I was happy to see this again for a second time. I felt like I got a much better appreciation for the movie. And I, I definitely didn't want to come in today with just that Thursday night screening. So, Well, now that we, we, we've, we've gotten through your story of, of your screening, because mm-hmm. I had a really good one. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit more about mine later. But... Uh, Let's just go ahead and tell people what we thought of the movie. Uns- like, we're off the chain. Spoilers are coming, people. What yeah. did you think of the movie, Mike? We've been holding back way too long. Lay it on me. <laughs> Man, so I really, 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 really liked this movie. Um, like I said in our, in our normal weekly news episode, I wanted to I wanted to love the movie. Because uh, I man, I really loved Winter Soldier. I love the political thriller aspect of the movie. Um, I, I love the action choreography, and we get more of that in this movie, and it is excellent. So there's there's no complaint there. Um, but I, I I felt like uh, Winter Soldier. I was invested a little bit more in the stakes of what was going on. Um, a, a little less so in this movie, but still. There is just some phenomenal things that happen in this movie. The, the, the fight scenes are fight scenes that nerds dreamed about seeing uh, their whole lives. I mean, Captain America fighting Iron Man, uh, Black Panther fighting the Winter Soldier. Who, whoever would have thought we would have seen this take place? I mean, it, 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 it just uh, satisfies uh, me beyond no end to see that happening. Uh, the Russo brothers are amazing with action. I, I, there is nothing I love more than watching Captain America kick somebody in the chest and they fly out a window, or he punches them and they like launch through the ceiling. It's just so satisfying to see this. Like they they really respect his superhuman strength and what he can do. 
And also that goes the same with Bucky. Bucky does this amazing thing in uh, in this. Uh, I guess the his like lowly apartment scene where uh, the the German enforcement team is about to break in and he takes a table and he mm-hmm. throws it and he jams it in the hallway and I just love those little things. It's just like Bucky. He just needs to slow him down. He's not gonna do the to- the 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 normal thing of like pushing a dresser in front of the door because that's stupid no he's gonna use his super powered metal arm and he's gonna wedge a freaking like coffee table in the hallway and and i love those little touches like that so the the action was satisfying beyond no end but i i, I do have some issue with the movie where i felt like uh, Marvel has always had problems with villains, and we, we've stated many times that Loki is probably the only really decent villain that they have. And this movie, some people, they really, really loved Zemo. They they think that he is the best villain to ever, ever come across the screen, you know, right up there with Loki. He has a very subdued role in this movie, which I don't think is necessarily a bad decision, but I, I think that's kind of hard to judge if he is a great Marvel villain, if he's, if, if he's that so subdued dude because really what it comes to here the movie is really surrounded about around the conflict between cap and iron man i mean that's really what this movie circles around and it does give us those amazing fight scenes but i do kind of felt like the stakes were a little lower in this movie you know i was never really worried about iron man dying or captain america dying like no one no one died in this movie like we talked about a rumor going along for weeks before this movie came out months that somebody was supposed to die, and we didn't really lose the ranks of anybody. So I don't really understand what was going on there. So I, I never really felt like um, we were going to lose anything in the movie. So that's one thing that did, that did kind of take me out of it, that we didn't have the stakes as high. But man, I love watching those guys fight. I love Spider-Man. I love T'Challa. Black Panther was amazing. He delivered one of my favorite lines in the movie. Um, so yeah, overall, very, very positive. But um, I, I do have some problems, maybe more than some other people. But, man, it is a super fun movie. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't have gone and seen it a second time, okay? That, so I want to know what telling. you think. That's very telling of you if you don't see yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to know what you think about it. We've buried the lead long enough. Lay it on me. So I, um, I – it's hard – I'm still in the processing phase, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. this is one of those rare movies, like I said earlier, where it not only met my hype level, it surpassed it, and mm-hmm. I am just blown away. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would, I think this is a very fitting end for Captain America's trilogy. Again, one of the mm-hmm. best third movies in any trilogy we've ever gotten, um, to, to be honest. And even you know, with Marvel, they had Iron Man 3, and we, we all admit it has some problems, and it wasn't so strong, but like... I I would watch this and the Winter Soldier back to back on repeat all day long. Like uh-huh. I would have no problem with that simply because it's a busy story. There's a lot going on, but not a uh-huh. single second is wasted and not nothing is really that confusing. Like they're not catering to a, a new audience members so much per se, but like you know it jumps into the the action scene, you know, in in uh, I guess East or South Africa or so. And um, mm-hmm. Nigeria, I believe. Nigeria, yeah, it's some African nation, and just goes from there. And again, we have to like it's it's hard to remember that this is a Captain America movie. This is not mm-hmm. an Avengers movie, despite the fact it feels like an Avengers film. And mm-hmm. the the story for Captain America, his journey, his adventure, um, you know, is just that much better. Whenever I remembered that, because if you compare it on an Avengers level, yeah, there's got I think it's got bigger problems. Um, 
but it's not. It's not an Avengers film, and I, I, I remind myself that. I just, I just, I liked it so much. Again, the action scenes, the airport scene. I, I thought it was going to be like a short five minute battle. They dragged it out fifteen uh-huh. minutes. A fifteen minute airport battle with some of the coolest tricks we've ever seen in a superhero movie. Oh um, yeah, and it's those finer details that really make you appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. And like you mentioned, we've got two new introductions. Black Panther, who had his own little arc and his introduction. You know, he didn't have an origin story. Um, uh-huh. so much per se, but he has his little arc and he goes through and, and that's that much better for it. Spider-Man the same way. Uh, actually, I've heard a couple people say Spider-Man's too young and he's too sarcastic. Uh, no, no, well, no, 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 <laughs> I, I get it. I, I can understand that that might not be the Spider-Man you want, but that's the Spider-Man we deserve. Because uh-huh. if we look at the other Spider-Man movies, they all met him when he was about to graduate high school. This one, he's yeah, just or, entering high school. Yeah, or in the or in the Sam Raimi ones, he was in college. Like the, he was like well, adult for most of the trilogy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He started out in, in high school for like a minute, and then like mm-hmm. he, he was already on his way to adulthood. So this kid Spider Man was great. I, I think I think he nailed that. Um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take again. This might where our civil war comes into play, Mike. I applaud uh-huh. this movie for not killing anyone because every time I thought this movie would take a, a typical step in one direction, uh-huh. it had restraint. And yeah, well, I, I, I will say I, was, I, I'm, I didn't want them to kill anybody, but I never really felt like I was, uh, I was in the in a in a worried state where we might lose a character. Well, so the, um, the problem, but, the problem is they'd already announced Iron Man for Spider Man. We we uh-huh. knew he wasn't going to go away, so that left two choices for me. Who who would or three choices? Um, War Machine, um, Bucky, or Captain America. And honestly, at that fight at the end, at any second, could any either of those two died in that fight, and it could have been an accident, or it could have been, um, you know, willing. Like again, in, in Bucky's situation, he could have been, you know, I guess quote unquote murdered. But again, the the problem with me is whenever I pick, I have to. We have to critique this movie, right? I have to. <laughs> I have to nitpick things, and I, I I know what my nitpicks are after watching a second time. But again, my I, the first time I watched the movie, IMAX, beautiful, great. I drank two alcoholic beverages before I walked in, and that was a mistake. <laughs> because by the end, I'm like, I really got to go to the bathroom. Uh, there were little cups, too. I didn't drink anything else. There were just little bitty cups. But I was like, man, I regret that. So on the second showing, I didn't have any alcoholic beverages. But um, I saw it in 2D on a regular screen. Not impressive mm-hmm. at all. Honestly, it kind of, <laughs> kind of took the oomph out of the, the, the big one, the big airport scene because that was filmed on IMAX cameras. Mm-hmm. So I I have to rank this up there as one of my top Marvel films. Again, like I said on, on the regular show, this is my Empire Strikes Back of of Marvel's <laughs> cinematic universe right now. Yeah, it, it's still very easy to rank this very, very high. But um, I kind of wanted to um... – I kind of wanted to hear what your your nitpicks were, you know, because it's kind of one of those uh, funny things is like, yeah, we we have to we can't just sing praises about the the movie, because if we were going to do that, this would basically be over right now. The spoiler cast would be 15 minutes long and and we'd move along. But we we like to talk about the nitty gritty. Uh, So, yeah. What what are the little what are the little things? Because they might correspond with some of my slightly bigger things. I like in contrast to you as well. I like Zemo. I don't know if he's the best Marvel villain, but I think he's got better motivations than all the other ones. And I think he has longevity. I think not Uh again. Him not dying at the end is one of those steps that they could have taken, but they they enacted restraint and kept him alive and i think he's going to play a bigger part in phase three than we realize 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm feeling Masters of Evil somewhere along the line. So that's just my my take. But I don't think he found out about this Bucky killing the Stark parents much quicker than anybody else in the movie ever did. And mm-hmm. how did he find that out and know that was the sore point faster than Tony could with the, the resources he has? Mm-hmm. That is one complaint I have. I don't know if you, how you feel about that as well. Yeah, it was it was a story that was a little a little difficult to connect the pieces with the first viewing, but on the second viewing I was much more attentive to what his plan was. It's not like it's a crazy complicated plan, but his plan right. is to get the Avengers fighting each other. And but somehow we don't really figure out how he knows mm-hmm. that uh, the Winter Soldier did kill the Starks. I guess he said that he had decrypted the files because he just he's good at doing that. But we don't really we never really understood what gave him the edge more than anybody else. Um, but I, I, his plan was solid. You know, I liked him saying that, like, you know, an empire that falls on the outside can rebuild itself. But if you if you fall from within, that's dead forever. I thought that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But his plan to get them to that uh, Siberian bunker uh, in um, in in the in the random uh, outposts of nowhere, um, I didn't really understand why they needed to be there. You know, he had this, uh, you know, he had this footage ready. I almost thought, hey, you could just put that on Twitter, man. People are going to retweet that shit for for days straight. That's going to get like a million retweets. And Iron Man's definitely going to see that right away. I mean, he's going to, it's going to make him mad. It's going to like, that's going to have kind of the same effect. So I, I was, I wasn't really sure why they needed to be at that specific location, but it, it was a good plan, you know? Yeah, well, on that, on that accord, if you put it on Twitter, like, you know, it took, you know, the, the world 70 years, like Black Widow said, to find the Winter Soldier. So he could have uh-huh. hidden if they got him intimately and locked in a scenario where they have to fight. Like, they're going to go and he can't hide, they can't run. That's uh-huh. where I think that comes from. So I, I didn't, I, my, my beginning was more with the, the beginning than the end. I think we, we flip-flop on that one, but that's okay. I think another thing is the whole deal is, is about signing the Accords, and I get it. But did Spider-Man sign the Accords? Or why was he fighting with Tony in Germany? Mm-hmm. That's a question I have. I, as well as Black Panther. No matter who signed these Accords, everyone but War Machine went outside of these Accords on their own volition. Mm-hmm. Like, Iron Man like tried to take stuff into his own hands, you know, whenever he found out where Steve was. Uh, the Black Panther was only out for vengeance to kill him on his own without, you know, justice. Uh, even, uh, I guess Spider-Man, I don't know if Spider-Man signed it, so I leave him out of it, but, uh, you know, Rhodey was like, I don't know who, wh- no matter who signed it, they all broke the rules. Like the uh-huh. rules were there, but everyone still broke the rules. Does that make sense to me? To you? Yeah. I mean, the, so- the Sokovia Accords are just, they're really different, uh, compared to what we saw in, in the Civil War book. And I think it's more of these Accords dealt very strictly with the Avengers, it's just like we want to make sure the Avengers are in check and they're being run by an organization. Where in Civil War, it was yeah. more just like anybody anywhere that has powers need is going to have right. an issue with this, which is why it got so big. So I could kind of get that why Spider-Man would probably be on the outskirts. And yeah, he was kind of like we got that wonderful intro scene with him that we talked about before in our normal news episodes. We're like, well, we got the reveal of Spider-Man in that trailer because it's he's probably going to have a very soft reveal in the movie, which is what we got. We got to see Peter Parker. He had like a nice, really funny conversation with Tony Stark, and he was just kind of like this uh, blumbering hero that had only had his powers for like six months. So I thought that went really, really well there. So he was just super. 
he was just super uh, um, like starstruck, I guess, with Tony Stark Stark and Iron Man. Yeah, Starkstruck. So, and he he did have a very specific role in that fight at the airport. He was just supposed to tie people up and slow them down. Like he kind of went a little overboard, like <laughs> like punching people and kicking them. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely there just for uh, support. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked while, how while we're on, if you, I don't know if you're gonna move off of Spider Man, but while we're on Spider Man, yeah. he had some of the best action in that airport scene. Like the way oh, they yeah. made him move and fight, like. I Marvel has this down pat. They know Spider-Man. I'll tell you what, like no one else can do oh. Spider-Man better than they can at this point. Yeah, and it's nice being able to see him compared power-wise to other heroes because you kind of forget how powerful Spider-Man mm-hmm. really is strength-wise because when he's in his own isolated movies, they just bring bigger, harder hitters against him. So you, you always kind of seem like, oh, he's mainly just has agility. He's not really super strong. It's just like, no, somebody like threw a car at him and he's like, hey, I think you lost this. And he like threw it back at him. Uh-huh. So like he, he is a, he is a big deal. He, he stopped, and he stopped Bucky's punch with one hand. Yeah. He's like, whoa, you got a metal arm. I love <laughs> that part. And like they, they, they played Spider-Man perfectly. This just gives me uh, so much hope for his standalone movie. And yeah, he yeah he he is just he invigorates this movie to another level because this movie is a little bit more on the serious side. I, I heard some people actually in the movie theater say like, yeah, I, I like this one a little bit more. You know, it has less jokes in it than some of the other ones. You know, so they, they, Marvel knows how to how to run that line between humor and action. You know, where when you get some of these other comic book properties that will go unnamed, they kind of go all in in one very direction. Uh, so. Yeah, we, levity. We, we, There's a lot of levity get, in the film. Yeah, <laughs> so we do get some uh, more uh, moments towards the middle part of the film with Spider-Man, where things lighten up a little bit, and I really enjoyed that because that's I think that's really the D, that's the DNA of Marvel to me. Marvel, the DNA is just action, uh, notes of comedy, and and uh, specific points of seriousness. That's where I really get into the Marvel swing of things, and that's the airport scene for me. That's mm-hmm. where we get all of that. Like uh, I really I really loved. Uh, how Robert Downey Jr. Uh, really brought this emotional level to Tony Stark in this movie because Tony just wanted to do anything that so Cap was his friend. Like even when he was at his like most furious when he was trying to bring him in outside the airport, he was just like, "Come on, man, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do this just because you're us." And you can kind of just see him standing there, like crossing his fingers, like, "Come on, man, just come with us." I the last thing I want to do on this planet right now is fight you. So we never felt like that they were just crammed into a fight just to see the fight. You know, they they didn't just have like a misunderstanding and just like start punching each other. Like he did everything in his power not to have this happen, and I really appreciated that. So and, and, and it, well, again, this is a Captain America movie, and we didn't get to see a lot of Tony, but like it seemed like Tony was a broken man without Pepper. Something happened there, uh-huh. and like he's he's on a downward spiral, and that's uh-huh. what kind of maybe leads him into this because you know of everything that. Outside that we don't know has happened in these two years, uh, that that leads into this point. And I again, I think I think you know again, Tony's very emotional. He's very emotionally driven in this whole movie uh, from the beginning uh-huh. to end. It's you the the lady's son died, and then uh, you know come on, Cap, you got to do this. And then Rhodey gets hurt, and then then he finds out that you know his parents were killed by Bucky, and it's just like whoa, this is very emotional emotional ride for Iron Man throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and that's something that I picked up on way more in my second showing. In the first movie, I was just kind of like, like Tony, like why don't why don't you see what everybody else is seeing? Like it, it's not Bucky's fault. He, he his mind was being controlled. You can't just 
punch him in the face, you can't just kill him and make all everything better again like this. You're being dumb. But then on the when I saw it that second time, you, you really start to understand everything that Tony is going through in this movie, and you totally get by the end of the movie. He sees the guy standing right next to him on a screen, like punch his dad to death and choke his mom out. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I totally get why he would just lose it and just wail on him. It, well, and, and his friend is, is possibly paralyzed, and the rest of his friends are in prison, and he's just having a really bad day. As Cap uh-huh. said, as Cap said, it's been a long day by that yeah. point in the movie. Um, but, again, on top of Spider-Man and, and Iron Man, we got Black Panther. And I tell you what, I didn't, I've never heard him speak until the movie. Uh-huh. And when I did, Chadwick Boseman nailed that. The Wakandan accent. Ooh. He, you said you earlier you couldn't do that accent if you tried. You just embarrassed. Yeah. it. he nailed it. The Black Panther comes out of nowhere. He's got his own arc. He's fantastic. He even delivers like he. You said his, his, your favorite line, and mm-hmm. I think he delivered one of my favorite lines. But they're two different lines mm-hmm. because you're more interested in whenever um, Zemo's about to quote unquote take the easy way out, and mm-hmm. then uh, he's like you know the living are not done with you yet. And then mine's at the end. Uh-huh. Like, Cap's like, you know, what if they come for you? And he's like, let them try. Like uh-huh. the ballsiest statement in the whole movie. He's like, let them come for my nation. Like they won't get me. They won't get yeah, us. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that kind of cockiness because he totally, he totally is, um, uh, what's the phrase they say? Uh, he walks the walk. Yeah. Uh, that, is, so, uh, he, Man, <laughs> it's really hard because to talk about this just because it, it was just so impressive. Like I, I never thought I'd be so blown away by Black Panther on screen before. Uh, even when he's out of the costume, even when just uh, T'Challa is uh, kicking the Winter Soldier's ass in um, in uh, Berlin. I can't keep track of all the different cities they went to. When, well, you uh, couldn't. Bucky... They have them in big white letters, Mike. Come on. <laughs> well, I, but I, I, I couldn't keep track of it. So when Bucky is escaping, basically, from his cell, and uh, uh, um, T'Challa is just, like, giving him the business. He is, like, punching the crap out of him. And I believe he has some sort of control over over the vibranium with his ring or something, right? I think that's what it was going on there. Some sort of maybe magnetism. He had some sort of magic effect on Bucky's arm that he could kind of like I think, pause it. I don't think so. I think he was holding it in a way where it couldn't move. I don't think. Oh, maybe because his arm isn't vibranium. Because it was blo- I, I it was blown it, off by Iron Man, and Iron Man thought his ar- chest repulsor deflected off Cap Shield. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't keep track of it. But he has uh, some sort of uh, abilities that I'm sure we will learn more about mm-hmm. in his own standalone movie, which I'm sure will be awesome. Oh, it's that but much yeah. more exciting to see now that we've got a tease of Wakanda. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to wait till 2018? Give it to us now. <laughs> yeah, but there's just some. There's just some really fun Russo brother moments. Like, uh, they're like, "Hey, guess what? We have a guy that's dressed like a bird, and we have a guy that's dressed like a cat. How about we have the guy who's dressed like a cat jump out of jump into the air and." snatch him like a bird and that was amazing in that tunnel chase scene yeah. oh man and uh in the tunnel chase just... scene when cap flipped over the car and he like while it's flipping he's running out of it is uh-huh. like it reminds me of the movie red whenever bruce willis mm-hmm. does that in the car but like cap did it better yeah <laughs> and, like oh man there's just so many like again action is so great in this, but also the comedy the lighter heart scenes with bucky and and falcon you know both cap's friends from different eras they're like in that little bug, and he's like, "Can you move the oh, seat yeah. forward?" He's like, "No," and uh, like they're just so funny, and then they get webbed up together, and like he's like, "I hate you," like I just yeah, like those are little lighthearted moments that show like you know, yeah. Cap's friends are friends too, so 
Yeah. The, I mean, and those are those are easily my favorite parts of the movie. I love I love the I love those little uh, comedy moments. Um, yeah, they just re- they just really sink down into me. Um, but yeah, back to T'Challa. He was yeah. just he was just the man. He he had so much gravitas on screen that like every moment that he was there, I I, I just I couldn't bear to look away. So uh, I don't know if you can hear this rattling around right now, um, but this is my <laughs> Black Panther pop vinyl. Uh, but it is a glitter infused one, <laughs> only at Walmart um, that you can get that reflects like the vibranium does. Like the glitter is supposed to uh-huh. represent the vibranium. So. He's the only one sitting on my desk right now. If that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just he was just so stand out. Him and Spider Man just really brought this uh, this new level of um, just excitement to the Marvel universe. Because one thing I really wanted to talk about in the spoiler cast. So if we if we want to count back to the number of movies that we've seen, Cap and Tony in, they've each had their own trilogy now, and they've each been in Avengers movies. We've had five movies which with each of them, so we've had a lot of time to get to know these now, guys. Now, I mean, do you count the the, the cameo in Thor to the Dark World for Cap? Or I, I, th- I I I thought about it, but no, I don't I don't count. Okay, it. just checking. Uh, so but yeah, so we have really gotten to know these guys. They've had they've had plenty of screen time, and I almost feel like there's not a whole lot left there to uncover anymore. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, is they've just very thoroughly explored these characters. So that really makes me think forward to the future that like you know this trilogy has kind of almost retired captain america in a sense like he almost retired himself he left the shield well, behind he's kind of going rogue um and that makes me think uh marvel has really got to embrace these new characters that they have because the ones that we've known and loved are, are basically going to be relegated to kind of team up movies now which i think is the right choice so here's where i actually i take um a different stance on this and where mm-hmm. I actually view Captain America as now operating as the Secret Avengers, which is actually a name from a comic book uh, mm-hmm. that, that ran uh, from July 2010 to, to recently. Um, so Secret Warriors is a sanctioned team led by Captain America where they go on these like Black Ops kind of missions. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't think Captain's retired. I think he's going to take like the Nick Fury role uh, for, mm-hmm. for a couple movies where, yes, he will send out his team as he sees fit to help other other movies maybe along. But hmm. I don't think he's retired. I don't think they're 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 scared to use him. I think this is just a time period where we have only two years and four or five movies before they come back in Avengers they inevitably come back Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing that you don't imagine um, a Captain America four or an Iron Man four anytime soon. Well again I we we've like we talked about earlier, this phase is booked up. They can't add anything mm-hmm. else in. Yes, I do believe Captain America will make it on to um, Phase 4, and so will Iron Man. I think they might got, get one more out of them. Uh, yeah, you think so? But at the same time, we talked about how possibly Captain America... Everyone banked on Captain America. They'd have been bets Captain America died in this movie. So many, so many people lost money on that. Um, <laughs> but again, I think this bold... Like, they could have easily killed him and followed the comic book movie, but they kept him alive... Because I think that that's a, that's even bolder for me because they don't need to kill him and I think his impact if he does die in Infinity War like fighting Thanos that's going to be more impactful than if he died now and then the, oh, they yeah, brought him sure. back for Infinity War in some way or manner I think what we assumed would be the right way actually would probably have been very very meaningless overall because bringing them back just doesn't add that gravitas to it. 
Yeah, they're, and when you talk when when you talk about the future, we knew before this movie came out that the Russo brothers said that this movie is going to severely kind of affect mm-hmm. the uh, the overall um, story going forward because they're, they're definitely left shattered. Uh, Tony and Cap do not resolve anything by the end of this movie. They are still at each other's throats, and I think that's good because I think that'll pay off better in the in the Affinity War, maybe mm-hmm. even part two. Maybe they're even maybe they still hate each other. Maybe they they still can't get over it in part. One, and then in part two, they finally come together, and we kind of kind of get that big moment Man, where they're fighting. I, I can't wait till he gives him a shield back. That's that's uh, going to be the moment whenever we're like, okay, they know they need each other now. Have your uh, have your shield back because he lost his shield at the end. Uh, Captain America without a shield is is what. I don't. I don't uh, know. He's, he's he's something that doesn't have a tool that defies physics anymore. <laughs> right. Yes. Very much so. Uh, also, T'Challa could make him a shield since it's vibranium, and he seems to be on yeah, good good ground with T'Challa. Yeah, they, they they left it in in a good in a good way. So they're kind of they're buddy buddy now. So I'm interested to see where that story goes. But um, I had another thing that I really wanted to bring up with you. Um, this was a lot of people to fit on one screen and i do believe they did an excellent job because they found a way to bring characters in and kind of bring them back out they don't need a whole arc in the movie they can just kind of pop in for an amazing fight scene and then go away oh man i thought that was a water tank (laughs) one of the best lines in the whole movie like easily hilarious so, but I kind of thought they, I think they may have reached their limit. I can't imagine seeing more heroes on the screen uh, and really being able to concentrate on what's going on. Um, uh, so I think this is kind of a really, really good testing ground for what they want to do with Infinity War. That oh, It's like, okay, we, we kind of understand how the machinations of, of these storyboards look when we have all of these characters uh, going crazy, going ham, if you will. Um, so I think that's uh, telling why they might have had to split Infinity War in two because there are so many characters on the screen. Like I remember, I remember back in the day when you would watch a Marvel uh, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and you would get you would get one ancillary character, you would get one other person with powers, and you'd you'd be losing your shit. You'd be like, "Holy crap! There's two superheroes in this movie." Oh man, could you imagine if they put a third in there? Oh no way, they can't. Well, no way they can I, put a third. I, I and consider, now we're getting like a dozen. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I think I don't think I don't think again. Infinity War is not splitting the two. That that's we got to stop saying that because that's not true. It, no, it, I'm saying it until they give us those titles. They, Part one and two. They give they, me the titles and I'll stop saying it. They they said it's not splitting the two, so I, I think that's fine. I, I agree with you. I think they have to focus on again on some of the new ones in one of those movies. Like maybe even like you know. Um, I don't think we're going to get this phase, but I think Marvel's new Avengers is going to be something where they focus on a new mm-hmm. team of Avengers. I, I don't know. I didn't have any problem. I think um, Agent 13 slash uh, um, Sharon Carter kind of got uh, – mm-hmm. she didn't get as much time as I thought she would. Um, and she, she was a really good addition. Like I really I really enjoyed her. And she her speech at the uh, gravesite or I guess at the mm-hmm. funeral is from the Captain America books. That was usually mm-hmm. a normally Captain America speech. I'm glad to see Thunderbolt Ross come back in, uh, Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. That is Ross. Um, Martin Freeman kind of got a little bit of pushed under the rug as well. I don't know. Yeah, he's his got... character seemed to be a little, a little wasted. He almost didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. So, well, I think he's got a big part coming up in uh, the Black Panther film, but uh-huh. his American accent threw me off. I'm going to be honest. I thought they'd just give him a British one. Um, yeah. But... But I think he's got that look. Like I, I described this, he feels like he's slimy and up to no good. But <laughs> he's going to turn out to be like the biggest helpful hand in the whole series. Like 
one of those like you think he's bad, but then in the end he's not kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, for all the the characters, I think you know the least amount we saw was maybe Hawkeye and Vision. Maybe did they mm-hmm. get the least? Vision, I'm kind of glad they left him a little bit out a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean he, I mean he is the one of the megaton nukes that they did not misplace. Right. So he's a really powerful guy, and I guess they're lucky enough that Scarlet Witch is around to be able to subdue him. Because, yeah, he could pretty much just steamroll over everybody. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of Vision kind of um, reflecting inward. I mean, he did a little bit in the movie, but I kind of wanted him to maybe struggle a little bit with what is it to be human. We kind of saw it a little bit on the outside, but I was kind of hoping that would come into his decision a little bit more, whether he wanted to aside the sign the accords or not he kind of went by this mathematical equation with which makes sense for a synthetic person but i was kind of hoping he was just like you know i'm kind of getting used to being human right now this seems like the right thing to do you know but maybe maybe we'll get more of that in the future well I, i'm glad he brought he, the equation was a, a, an easy way to say hey the marvel universe is getting crazy and we acknowledge that like uh-huh. the more we make the more people we add the more villains keep popping up so i think that was uh-huh. a I guess a meta statement for the film. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the vision, I don't think he got enough. We didn't see his, his full reaction. Cause he is the one who technically shot down war machine. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the reason that one of the three slash four people left in the Avengers is maybe paralyzed. We don't, we don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of dealt the most damage and that's kind of where I was hoping he might reflect a little uh, bit because he, he says, oh, I was distracted. And I was kind of thinking maybe he would go along the lines of like, I guess, like, I guess I'm like, I'm yeah. more human than I thought I was. And I guess that's, in, that's implied. But yeah, I'm hoping we see a little bit more struggle with it, the vision in the future because he's he's kind of hard to uh um he's kind of hard to care about unless he's a little bit more well, humanized so i think he did deliver one of the most um foreshadowing lines in the whole movie as well um he hopes to one day control the mind gym himself yeah mm-hmm. i think that's a very foreshadowing for the infinity war so um really excited to see that uh, just kind of looking at the list here uh, ant-man did become giant man the pop vinyl did not lie um uh-huh. that was pretty fun he, he had a good time with that um, I, it actually lasted longer than I thought it would. I thought he'd get like one or two hits and then shrink back down, but like uh-huh. he lasted quite a bit. Uh, I, Hawkeye had some pretty good moments. I think. I think. I think he, even though he was a little down a little bit, like he had arrows that took out the vision temporarily. Um, uh-huh. and, he, and he did do some. He did. He, he's the most versatile combatant. He took on Black Panther as well, hand to hand. Yeah, so, that was kind of one of my favorite uh, little snapshots in the action scene. Is uh, he fires a, a handful of arrows at Black Panther and he just grabs them and they explode in his face and he's just like, nope, <laughs> throws them down. He's like, I'm ready to go, man. And he's like, hey, we haven't met yet. I'm um I'm a uh, Clint. And he's just like, I don't care. So um, yeah, there's just there like I think that whole airport scene could just take up two hours of our time just talking about everything that yeah. goes on there the, the, uh, it's it's just magical <laughs> the, the last thing i want to mention the last character i think i think we need to mention here is black widow and mm-hmm. she didn't really turn sides but she saw both sides um mm-hmm. and she did kind of help them escape there at the end but at the end of the movie like we, for the last like 30 minutes she's gone we don't know where black widow is we have mm-hmm. no idea where she ran off is she still part of the avengers i don't think so because i think she's decided like I don't agree with this. And then she's gone. So we don't Uh know when she's going to come back again either, except for maybe the Avengers movies. 
and that solo movie we talked about earlier that she needs to come back yeah she she kicked some major ass in this movie i love how they didn't i mean i i can't quite remember the the choreography that they've given her in the past but she she is fighting uh more like uh jason born like, like you said like yeah like a born fighter he she just looks like a like a female version of jason born in the beginning in nigeria and because you know nigeria kind of gave me this the, the spy movie type of uh feeling but yeah she was she was kicking butt man i loved it it was so cool to watch her fight um i love watching her fight just as much as i love watching cap uh, kick people across the screen so um yeah that was really that was really awesome and man i'm looking forward to a, a standalone black black widow movie yeah uh, and a couple other things before we before we you know wrap up here um there were hardly any easter eggs in this movie either um mm-hmm. they kind of just gave us the movie as it is and they didn't try to hide anything um, mm-hmm. I think one of the most ironic things is they use the word homecoming for the trigger words, which is yeah, actually that... the subtitle of Spider-Man's movie. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny. I don't think that's related at all. I think that's just pure irony because this movie had to have been made before they even thought of that title. Um, yeah, you think so? I do. I, I honestly do. Because the homecoming for Spider-Man comes from the uh, the comic book that we talked about, whereas I think this mm-hmm. homecoming is just like one of the words they chose because that's, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's related at all. Yeah, but I think the Easter egg uh, kind of goes into the post-credit scene, if, and if we're looking at this literally, we talked about the beginning of the movie, yeah. talked about the end. Uh, the post-credit scenes, um, not as uh, exciting, I would say, as some other post-credit scenes I've seen. The first one we got was the was the Wakanda add-on. Yes. It didn't seem so much like a post-credit scene as almost like they just moved the final scene of the movie past some credits. You know, it didn't really seem like bonus to me. Well, t- until they pan out and actually show Wakanda for the very first time. I think but that te- we've kind of seen Wakanda a little bit, haven't we? Didn't we see um, Wakanda and Ultron? No, wasn't that no um, that, that, kind of that was not in the general area? No, that was not. That was that's in South Africa. Very much different. Uh, Wakanda is a jungle nation. Um, those those crashed ships are just outside on the the sea of oh. of, of South Africa. So totally different. We've not seen that technology, that yellow ish technology, very true to the comic books to me. The Panther statue really nailed it, and I think that leaves a, a window open for Bucky to team up in the Black Panther movie. Yeah, or or at least uh, maybe just Bucky kind of takes a sideline, and we just kind of forget he exists, mm-hmm. and then he pops up. In, uh, in one of the final fights with Thanos. <laughs> with a vibranium wail, like, arm. Yeah, and he just wails with like this massive punch against uh, against that big purple skull of his. But So yeah, I, I think that Sebastian Stan, uh, we're going to see him uh, pop up in some maybe uh, he's, other he's good. He's, properties he's outside good. of Marvel. <laughs> so yeah, he he, he was great. Um, I love his Russian accent yeah. when he says that he's uh, ready to comply. Yes. It's just really chilling. It's chilling. He's got like that dead dead stare too like when he does uh-huh. it, and I'm like, oh, perfect. Perfect Winter Soldier. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, I, 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 I was a little more hyped for that. I think for that scene than regular, since maybe you thought we'd already seen Wakanda. So maybe that that might be a little different on that scene. But the the second post credit scene um, is is a little different. 
uh, I don't yeah, we, I don't know get, how to feel about it to, to be honest. Yeah, we get we get more classic uh, Marvel jokes, which I love. I love that he's just like, oh, some guy named Steve. <laughs> yeah, I got some good looks in. His friend was huge. Like I thought that was really funny. But like he was he was hiding that hologram, and I was expecting that hologram to deliver like a message or something, be something really important. But it just ends up being the Spider Man logo, and it's just like, well, we already know that Tony set him up with this killer costume, and we just assume that he has all that stuff along with it. Like I didn't really understand what we were supposed to so, get from that spinning dial on the ceiling, you know. So to me, I, I mean, this is a, a huge assumption. The normal viewer probably wouldn't get this. So. The first thing is it's an homage to Amazing Spider-Man number three, the very third issue, is where Spider-Man has a flashlight in his web shooters, and he mm-hmm. uses that to scare like criminals, like before he goes in and like webs them. Like that's okay. like that's like I guess like when you see Captain America's shield, you know to run, like kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So that's that. But it also looked like if we look at the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show where he works for Shield and has a bunch of technology. It looks like he's uh-huh. just discovering, like, he's got all his high tech in his wrist compared to his 1980s, you know, you know, Mac 2 or whatever computer sitting yeah, in the corner. Yeah, that's w- the one thing that I kind of thought, because when I saw that scene for the second time, it's kind of this rotating dial, and on the outside it almost looks like there's icons. Yes. So I kind of got that that tech aspect, but that, that logo makes me think of his, like, little spider tracker or something like that. So uh, that's something that I, I don't believe we've seen the spider tracker in any movie, have we? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, so, but I did kind of like how Tony ends up giving him his costume, even though uh, it's not the same. It does feel a lot like um, Miles Morales and how he gets his suit because he gets it from Shield and he gets uh, he gets these things built in and pre-installed. He doesn't have to worry about you know inventing everything. So uh, yeah, so I, I like that the it says Spider-Man will return. That was pretty cool. It gets us hype for Spider-Man. Uh, I'm a little less hype because I knew I knew that was coming all along. You know. Uh, I was actually surprised hearing from some people in the theater because when I saw it on the Saturday show and you get people that are that like seeing these movies but they obviously don't keep up with the news they're fans but but they're not they're not following blogs every day like we are mm-hmm. so like it is kind of crazy when Spider-Man pops up on screen and people are losing their shit and it's just like wait a minute are you telling me you didn't know Spider-Man was in this movie like I I can't even imagine what those people are feeling when they see Spider-Man pop up on screen like I wish I could feel like that I wish I could have that feeling when I go to the movie it's true so I think the the last thing, the Spider-Man will return. That only goes to confirm that the next movie sequentially is Spider-Man, um, because mm-hmm. Doctor Strange seems to be separately and untied from this. And Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy Volume Two is out in space, so yeah. that kind of is like okay. After Captain America, it will segue into the Spider-Man story arc. So that means we don't have to deal with his origin story. Woo! Yay! We already knew yeah. that. Yeah. So. As long as we get some more of his, uh, more of his Aunt May. Whew, oh. she was uh, looking pretty good in that movie. Uh, well, that ever she's fifty one, believe it or not, uh, in real life. So. Uh, they they come they come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> they do. Uh, they, they nailed that. They nailed that line. So, um, I, I guess if we're done talking about the movie, I just want to go through some quick box office facts real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel. So this is the fifth opening of all time at this moment. That'll probably be adjusted here in the next couple days. But um, Star Wars Episode Seven, Jurassic World, Avengers, Avengers Two, and Civil War. Disney owns five of the t- or four of the top five movies um, mm-hmm. ever opening weekend movies. It's great. It's already almost at seven hundred million dollars worldwide, and it's just its first weekend here. So um, that kind of puts it, uh, I think, a hundred million, a hundred and a half million behind. 
Batman v Superman, which I again we don't want to compare, but if we look at numbers for this year, it's probably gonna over, it's gonna pass the billion dollar mark. <laughs> yeah, let, let's face it. I'm gonna compare these movies in the future. I'm not gonna do it on this uh, yeah. on this uh, spoiler cast, but I'm gonna heavily compare these movies four, in the future. Because films, I'm not I'm not as tame as you are. The, well, these, <laughs> these movies carry a lot of similar tones and themes. And uh-huh. I think again to use the word they they did this one with aplomb. They had confidence in their movies. They had history with their characters, and it, it just I think for the same themes, Batman v Superman took a very easy generic route, and you know Civil War didn't. And I think they they came out ahead. So uh-huh. I'm glad they didn't kill anybody in this one to to yeah. keep it from comparing to that. And yeah, then, but I, I oh go ahead. No, no, that's it. Go ahead. All right. Well, I was just going to say if you know, we kind of got a little bit of a of a box office ranking going. I'm trying I'm trying really hard in my head to try to think where I rank this movie overall because I, it was very very good. I I still think in my heart of hearts that Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. I I think it's just going to be hard to top it. It just really resonates well with what I like to get in movies. Um, so I think that still got the top spot. Um, I think Iron Man one is is probably uh, going to be in uh, tied with second. I, I don't know. Iron Man one and the Avengers kind of float around for me. Those are still like making up my top three right now. I th- I think Civil War is is a safe four for sure. Now I now, think I liked you, Civil War. What about Guardians of the Guardians. Galaxy? That's... I, I think I liked I think I liked Civil War more than I like Guardians. Uh, they're they're two different movies. You know, you got you got you got a space movie. You got a, ba- a battling mm. movie. Um, I th- I think that's just uh, I think that's just the fun of the Marvel Universe. These movies are really really good, and they're gonna they're gonna float in preference. It's hard to lock down a, a top list, which is why we talk about it a lot. But man, the the Winter Soldier is still really hard up there at top. But when I think of Civil War, the Civil War almost seems like the the Winter Soldier Part Two, like because we get more cap, we get more well, bucks. Well, I loved all that. Yeah, so, <laughs> whew, it, it was it was a it was a good movie, not without its flaws. Um, if you if you go out there online, the hype train is really really strong. People might lash out at you if you try to point out any flaw whatsoever. Movies have flaws. There's no perfect yeah. movie. So exactly, um, and like I said, like I mean, we we have to. I have to nitpick to find them. But to me, again, this is like my Empire Strikes Back. Empire is not a perfect movie either. But I I think this is like a good middle point for the current Marvel Cinematic Universe plan for what I consider uh-huh. chapter one, which is phase one, two, and three, that we're leading, like, it's kind of like a cliffhanger at the end. Like, we don't know where it's going to go, what's going to happen. Like, where uh-huh. are they going to pick up and how are they going to pick up these pieces come uh, the, 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 I guess, the final curtain call where everything's going to end. So that's why, to yeah, me, that's... I hold it up there pretty high with Winter Soldier and Avengers and, and, and probably Guardians, yeah. too. It definitely raises the stakes for the rest of the cinematic universe. Um but to me, it left a, a little bit more to be desired towards the end of the movie. I, you know, I kind of hoped, I was kind of hoping it would wrap up just a, a little, a little bit cleaner than it did. Uh, but still, still a great movie. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> you keep singing praises of of the IMAX scenes. I'm gonna have to see this for a third time in IMAX. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm actually gonna probably see it two more times that I know of. Um, and one of them's in Michigan next weekend, so I will have seen it in three different states by the time I'm done. Um, <laughs> Good on you, man. Good yeah. on you. So, but I would recommend if if I could recommend IMAX. So before we 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 call it, call it a day and, and get get off the spoiler cast here that we've talked for almost fifty over fifty minutes, what team are you on at the end of this movie, Mike? Man, I'm I, I think I'm, I'm I'm Team T'Challa. I'm Team Black Panther. Oh that come on, so we got Team Cap and Team Iron Man. Don't don't pull one of these. Uh, Third. Team Cap, Team Cap. Okay. It's always it's always Team Cap. Team Cap is is the way to go. I would agree. Uh, uh, yeah. 
But yeah, if you, if you, but uh, so your team cap as well then. Yes, I, I at the end of the day, I after watching it twice, I'm I'm team Captain America, and uh, if anyone wants to discuss that, feel free to to, to get at I me. I mean, it is his movie after all. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So um. I guess in the meantime, Mike, that's it for our spoiler cast for Captain America Civil War. Thanks for listening. Hope you watched it first. Otherwise, you might be really confused about what we just talked about. Um, <laughs> really love the movie. We really like it. We want you to see it too. But um, where can they follow you, Mike, if they want to get more of your opinions? And, and maybe when you go see it a third time, a rarity in a Mike Royer situation, <laughs> where can they find you at? Well, if you, if, you, if you don't get enough of me already, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, you, you're going to go to plenty of conventions this summer, and Motor City's coming up. If they want to hunt you down and find those uh, free DVDs that you're, that you're yes. slanging out there, uh, where can they follow you? Yes, free DVDs at Motor City Comic Con this weekend. Follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, and you can find out what I wear to most movies. Uh, the second time <laughs> I watched it, I did wear a Captain America shirt simply because I only my rule only applies to first screenings. Second screenings, okay. are whatever you're wearing, you can walk in. I don't care as long gotcha, as okay. as long as you have a shirt, shoes, and pants. So there right. you go. <laughs> uh, and or uh, read my written review, which I'll eventually write on ComicUI.com. I haven't done it yet because it's just so much to take in, and I don't want to hastily write a review for a movie I really enjoyed so much. So uh, you can read gotcha. it on ComicUI. And where else can they find us, Mike? I know they're listening to us, but like, where else can they find us? Because we got to we got to plug it in there. We got to get in there. So that's true. So as always, you can find us at superheroslate.com. Uh, that's the best place to find all the avenues we put the show. Maybe wherever you're listening to it right now, you want to try out another outlet. Uh, we're on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right to your email inbox. Oh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It uh, helps us out, helps us find some more uh, nerdy fans. And if you're a super fan of the show, uh, share the show with a buddy. Share the show with a friend. Um, maybe maybe Chris said something that you really want people to agree with and you want to share it with a friend. Maybe I said something that really tickled your fancy and you want, you want somebody to listen to that. Uh, but, yeah, share it out there. Uh, it's been a week. It, uh, yes. Another Marvel movie down. A million more to go. <laughs> yes, uh, the, this is technically the opening week of summer. The drive-in theaters are open. It actually rained on the one yesterday. Here, it stormed pretty hard, so I I feel Man. bad for those moviegoers. But uh, I can't wait. I maybe I'll see Civil War in a drive-in theater. That would be an interesting experience to have. So yeah, I hope you have enough legroom. Uh, I got a new car, so I can. So that's, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that hatchback and block everyone behind me's view. <laughs> not really so alright well I guess we'll catch you guys uh, for our regular uh, scheduled programming next week alright bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe the living are not done with you yet I can't I don't really have a, a South African accent and I feel like if I did it would just be uh, insulting so <laughs> <laughs>